0: Welcome to yet another edition of Offside Musings, my podcast. On behalf of my co-host Emeko Nyawa, I'd like to welcome you uh, wherever you're tuning in from uh, around the world, in the United States, in Britain, Europe, Nigeria, and Africa, as well as Asia. Uh, we have a special edition today. we will be S-raying. Um, the political landscape in Nigeria. And the title of today's episode is Tinubu et al, please do not run. So in this program, we're going to urge some of the prominent politicians in Nigeria who have so far indicated their interest in running for the 2023 presidential election in Nigeria that indeed they represent the problem, not the solution in Nigeria. And so we're going to urge them, perhaps as a patriotic duty, perhaps as a moral imperative, to remove themselves from contention. Because Nigeria is in a particularly bad place. And our argument is that these politicians, most of them, ex-this or ex-that, ex-vice-president, ex-governors, that they have contributed to the malaise, to the crisis, to the stagnation in that country, Nigeria. Nigeria indeed needs a fresh start. So we're going to be calling on Tinubu, former governor of Lagos State on former Vice President Atiku Abubakar, on former Governor Rochas Okorocha, former Governor Oji Ozokalo, and their ilk to please not run for the 2023 presidential election. Nigeria has had a disastrous seven years so far under the visionless, confused, absent leadership of President Muhammadu Buhari. Nigeria cannot afford moving forward in 2023 to have another president or indeed a set of leaders who are simply there for self-aggrandizement, who have absolutely no idea about the content and the orientation and the meaning of leadership. And our argument in today's uh, uh, podcast is that indeed some of these politicians who are regarded as front runners in uh, the race for the 2023 tw- uh, presidency um, are simply going to push the country further into a dire and dismal place. We need new thinking, we need fresh blood as it were, we need uh, visionary leadership in order to begin the task of lifting Nigeria from the mire of underdevelopment, from the mire of its stagnation over the years. So we're inviting you to please stay tuned and listen to, the, to, the, to today's provocative and uh, hopefully uh, illuminating conversation with my co-host Emeko who will join me momentarily. Thank you and welcome. You know, I just came back from California, and um, I met some Nigerians, uh, quite a few Nigerians from across uh the ethnic uh divide um was there, and uh people wanted to know what did I think about the political landscape um uh, the the kinds of political figures who are showing up and announcing their interest in becoming presidents um and um One take that they had was that Buhari has been such a terrible nightmare of a president that uh, we should just settle for anybody, and anybody will be an improvement. Uh, My argument is that partly because, forget Buhari for the moment, Nigeria has actually been extremely unfortunate in its leadership, uh, really from independence. Uh, so the country has never really had a moment, uh, of stirring visionary leadership. Uh, and so a country with great potential, um, has been put in a dismal place by its, uh, so called leaders. I call them rulers, um, But I actually don't hardly use the word leaders for anybody who has been in in charge in Nigeria. And so my take is, even if we subtract Buhari from the equation, and Buhari has been particularly um, disastrous as a president, Mm -hmm. the country simply is is in a, a bad place. We haven't settled basic things. Take road construction. We don't have roads in Nigeria. You know, it's a joke, okay? Um, you literally should be able to have good roads even if a goat were running the country, okay? So the whole idea that people who have proven experience as failed leaders will be the ones that we're announcing and celebrating as prospective um inheritors of power in the country for me is uh, uh,
1: very dismaying indeed. What do you think? I mean, I mean, clearly it is um, for me, looking at it the same way you see it, it's pretty similar to the way I see it. Like, there's nobody who has been in power, around power, that has been a leader of any sort um, you know, um, whatever we choose to call them um, um, tifocrats. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just Um, people, people with lack of any kind of, um, any, any kind of even to a large degree, even caring about their fellow citizens, even their own king's men or whatever it might be. Um, but the bigger problem is that we have, um, to me looking at it now is that we're heading into 2023 Mm -hmm. and we have a situation where, um, in about a year, we're talking about 11 months, somewhere yeah. around that. We're going to yeah. have a new election. Mm-hmm. And then what's the mood right now? Mm-hmm. What kind of citizenry exists in Nigeria mm-hmm. now? Mm-hmm. And it's it's largely, you you could look at the older people and the younger people, the much older ones, older than you and I. We'll be talking about the good old days or the 50s maybe. But we have a country that's largely 80, 90% young and mm-hmm. the 80, 90% young um, uh, throwing out all these things in I, I caught in the in the in the pirates of today, in the terms of today, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, um, leadership is not um leadership is for people who who have done it before. Yes. It, 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 I have seen and I used to take it like when you said you're gonna do well let's do this out, let's do this I, oh, man. I don't even think people are gonna take Tinubu seriously. Mm-hmm. But man I I I I, I you know, I knew people is going to have the money, the, mm-hmm. this thing, the people he's putting in power, all that stuff. I just didn't see the angle of, you know, whether they're getting paid or not, I don't know, but certain young people in the UK, in America, celebrities doing um, um, Instagram lives, um, social media live, TikTok videos for Tinubu, for Atiku. And, mm-hmm. you know, even when you get to, if you have the opportunity when I have the opportunity to corner them one on one and ask these questions like what is it about this person that excites you they give me answers that just the only conclusion I end up concluding is that somehow somewhere this guy must have paid you or something like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and yeah. people now start recycling these parents I was talking about like mm-hmm. it's like okay uh leadership is your it, it's a cent- you have to be a centrist uh mm-hmm. you have to wait your turn mm-hmm. uh This person has done it before. Mm -hmm. Uh, leader is not uh, NFTs or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) cryptocurrency. I'm like, like, What are you talking about? Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) and you actually wonder,
1: um,
0: you know, I know that you do. uh, I, I, I like a particular intervention that you uh come back to, which is to say that whilst we uh, look at the, the leadership that we also ha- have to look at inevitably. In fact, perhaps even with more searching uh, um, uh, acuity that we have to look at the followership. Um, so Nigeria is a paradox in so many ways, right? As you rightly said, is a mostly young population. And so statistically, Younger, more enlightened, uh, progressive uh, politicians or political figures should have the edge, okay? Uh, properly speaking, given the demographics of the country. But what happens, obviously, is that um, uh, they, they outsized rule of money that Nigerians actually mistake people who have been in governance and who have stolen their way to great wealth, that they mistake it as evidence of leadership. And so, in a sense, um, as I said in my opening uh, monologue, I'm actually appealing to the tinubus of our world. I'm appealing to people like Atiku. I'm appealing to people like Oji I'm appealing to Rocha Sokorocha. I'm appealing to these kinds of politicians to voluntarily step aside. Uh, And the argument I'm making is that ultimately, if they have a modicum of investment in Nigeria, a modicum of interest in Nigeria's future, that this is what they should do. They should step aside because they don't have what it takes. Okay, that's one. I'm also saying that it's in their self-interest ultimately because these are part of the people who have wrecked the country and put Nigeria in such bad shape that you can't sustain it. There will come a time, okay, where the people of Nigeria, they terribly... Mistreated masses of Nigeria, graduates who have no jobs, workers who are not paid, peasants who have no basic facilities, even the middle class that has been eviscerated over the decades. There's going to be a time when they will rise, and when they rise, it's going to be indiscriminate, indiscriminate chaos and violence. Uh, we saw a little a glimmer of this kind of prospect in the NSAS movement, okay? There was a discipline to it, but there was a grit and determination on the part of these young uh, men and women who uh, curated and carried out that revolutionary, very brief revolutionary moment in the country. But what I'm saying is that unless Nigeria has... Forward-looking leaders who would begin to uh, the task of a dramatic shift of the country from where it is in the gutter, and who would then bring it up and begin to realize the potential of that country that will c- wake up one day and see the country just in combustion, okay. So I'm I'm asking the Tinubus, you have done enough damage. I'm asking Atiku, you've done enough damage. You see, when you think about people like Atiku, Tinubu, uh, Ojikalu, Rocha Sokorocha, when you think about people like that, right, there's not one of them that you associate with a noble, lofty idea. All you know is that they've made money. And if you are asked to account for how they made that money, it is never a smooth, transparent account that you arrive at. Ultimately, you come to the suspicion that these people exploited their public office to accumulate these primitive and obscene levels of wealth. And what I'm saying is, unless, unless people like that voluntarily retreat, from participating further in the destruction of Nigeria, that they may wake up and find that there's no space for them in Nigeria and no space for them for their children. Yeah, so
1: there there are three things I think about when you said that, Um, the first one is historical. If you go back to, really the, the, the British when they came in late 1800s, um, early 1900s, and you read some of their people's, their writings mm-hmm. in between, they would directly, they, they see that whether it's, um, uh, F.R. Crozier for five long five or, um, um, George Bazin, any of them, mm-hmm. they always saw a, a gap in our societies where, um, it was possible to exploit, to create a, a ruling class mm. where people could appear with money mm-hmm. and people would heal them mm-hmm. because you, in a, like, if you're Igbo, you know, mm-hmm. they say, you know, mm-hmm. like somebody mm-hmm. that does a dua, yes. a, a you know, mm-hmm. just you can just paper it up. And that, that crack has to me has been expanded mm-hmm. to the point where um, we just think of people who, who do um, irrespective of what it takes. Yes. Um, But the the next thing I I look at is, yes, the crack has expanded. Now You have um, the whole society as just a doing society. If you Mm -hmm. get into power, if you get into government, government Mm -hmm. is power. (laughs) Mm If you get into power, Mm -hmm. where you are a feudal, more or less you're a feudal ruler Mm -hmm. over the people. You're not a leader. You're not this thing. Mm -hmm. You're going to rule. And everybody that has any kind of power wants to show it in one way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. If you get into power in Nigeria... Um, the main um, um, aim is to steal money Mm -hmm. Um, they don't see it as the country is is, they don't care Mm -hmm. they don't see as the country is after all Dubai is a 7 hour flight Mm -hmm. London is a 6 hour flight America is a 10 hour 11 hour flight Mm -hmm. Um, they can always come to here all these places or go to all these places and and um not just send their kids there but have um ask uh, have um um, d- um dwelling dwelling places and listed. Mm. And when you think about it, the last the last thing I, I think about is like, look, do do these people see or feel any sense of um duty mm. whatsoever? Forget yeah. about it, just duty to looking at things and being like um because cause last time you spoke about it where he felt like Nigeria needed an, an Awolowo-style leader in the, in terms of, like, the Awolowo arrogance. Mm-hmm. Good, You know, there's a good and a bad side of it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, people um, can, we can... We obviously always get into that as we keep going. Um, but there's an arrogance in him that felt like um, he was the best leader Nigeria could have. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the best leader his people, Yoruba people, could have as well. That... Um, in a way, you know, it's like he, he could, I mean, in a lot of ways, a lot of people, a lot of them, a lot of Europas revere him because, um, if you look at it, his track record in terms of education mm-hmm. and those things lifted up. Provision of social services. I, exactly. Yeah. It was, he was actually a very socialistic government, mm-hmm. extremely socialistic. Mm-hmm. So do any of these people, um, even though they don't seem short of, I don't even, I don't know what, I won't call it arrogance. I just call it, to me, it's it's on the level of buffoonery. (laughs) Yeah, no, the
0: current leaders, the current leaders, um, I I think buffoonery is a word because when somebody who is otherwise empty, okay, um, I forget some great wise writer said there are, some people are so poor that all they have is money. And so Nigeria, Nigerian politicians epitomize that depth of poverty. You know, when recently I saw a uh, a, a video of um, one of these presidential candidates in his private jet, and uh, and he's eating uh, in the private jet with I think a young woman and another person, and really what he's eating is like. Canned beans and you know, very the kind of food that poor people in other countries eat. And here he is in a private jet <laughs> eating food that is bad for him, bad for his health, he has no nutrition, but he has no shame, he has no understanding that he's actually exhibiting his it's it's a very primitive mindset. Okay. First of all, you have a private jet, okay. And you are showing it off, you are basking in it. When you come from a country and you have helped to create uh, a nation of, of where basic things are absent, okay? Where in the best parts of any city in Nigeria, or almost every city in Nigeria, you have open gutters that are filled with Brackish water, um, and, 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 you know, so these people, they strut about the stage in their $50,000 wristwatches and, you know, designer suits and so on. Um, they don't know that, in a sense, what they are saying to the rest of the world that is, um, the world that is enlightened is that. The world is, is is become a global village, and I'm I'm a global idiot. <laughs> okay, I'm an idiot in that village, uh, an idiot with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Okay, so are people, you know, I mean, you talked about the um, sort of the this Igbo sense of um, achievement. That is when you have money, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this saying, "Akunesi bike. You know, um, and there is the kind of heart, um, heartiness, if you like, that you get from uh, confidence that you have from uh, possessing wealth, right? Mm -hmm. But then it depends on how you get that wealth. And ultimately, if you look at the people who move things in the world, people who are influential in the world people who have revolutionized the way that the world transacts itself and does its business I'm talking about people like uh Mark Zuckerberg and uh, and, and and Bezos of of Amazon and uh, Bill Gates and so on they are extremely wealthy people who are wealthier individually than several countries in Africa put together, many countries in Africa put together, right? But their importance ultimately does not lie merely in the amount of wealth they have accumulated. It is in the way that they have changed the running of the world, right? So Amazon has changed the way that people exchange goods and services in the world, right? Um, Zuckerberg has changed the way that people communicate okay, uh, in the world, okay, and so on and so forth. But our people just uh, celebrate the fact that they got a contract which they did not execute and they just paid off a few officials and they go and buy a Rolls Royce, which they can't produce anywhere in their space. And they wear these expensive things which they buy from uh, from Europe or from America or Asia, and they, they look like idiots, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's buffoonery, and so that's why I'm a big fan. You know, I don't make. And I'm a big fan of ours. Um, I'm a big fan of ours. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of ours. Um, he, the man had a, a sense of self-assurance, almost arrogance, in saying to Nigerians up until his death, "I'm the best leader." To run this country, right? There's, you know, we can have a debate there. But at least I was showed in the books that he wrote, in the policies that he pursued um, in, as a leader, I was showed that he was a thinking man, not just, you know, and he made money. He made money, a lot of money uh, in his life. But I don't think Nigerians will quarrel with their leaders simply because they've made money. Nigerians quarrel that in making all this money, most of their so-called leaders have shown zero capacity for solving
1: basic problems. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can, we can, we can beat this on the horse. Um, I mean, in terms of like, I mean, I just add, you know, in terms of like um, for this conversation, we're talking about the Bezos and Facebooks in a certain context um, for this conversation. Because there's the other side of it as well. I just like to put that there. There's the other side of the business and understanding the yeah, anti monopolistic tendencies mm-hmm. are, of today's and so on and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I mean, just to me, just to go back to it, the most disturbing part is that it's the young people who I can I can't, man, I can't even, I don't even want to start listing the amount of, um, quasi celebrities and, and people who are, Rooting actively campaigning for these guys, it's like, look, man, mm-hmm. <laughs> man, like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get it. Like, why? It's like, oh no, leader, you know, it's not this. Um, oh, you know, you need people. It's almost like people. It's, it's like people try to self sabotage anyway. Mm-hmm. Self sabotage. That's, that's a good <laughs> phrase. It's, it's like I'm, I'm like, why? why like, I, where? Where Trump? Mm-hmm. The one just put the elections over the finish line to me. In my opinion, mm-hmm. was on the campaign stump mm-hmm. But he just sat down and he's like, "Your, school's like, a- your schools, like, <laughs> <so>, yeah." <Yes. laughs> like, what do you have to lose? <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. And and th- th- there is also a point that needs to um to be made, which is that um you also get a sense that uh. Young, the younger demographic in Nigeria, the younger people really understand the importance and the value of vibrant thinking leadership, okay? Because these are the same people when, uh, when they hear of um, a Macron becoming the president of France or an Obama, getting elected in America. They celebrate it. They say, oh, you know, if it were in Nigeria, this would not happen. And they say it in a regretful accent, okay, that they wish that this would happen in Nigeria. And yet, when you have the opportunity to actuate this hope, they self-sabotage, okay? So they, And I think that part of it is, um and I'm a Christian I say this as a Christian I think that the Christianity and religion broadly speaking in Nigeria that religion has had a deleterious effect in in the country because Nigerians have come to believe that divinity will solve their problems in other words that They can stay in uh, some bar or nightclub and be, you know, pushing beer into into their face and uh, eating pepper soup and and so on. And then one day they wake up and God has uh, provided regular electricity for them. Their roads have been constructed by God. And uh, God has brought uh, enough money to pay salaries and to... Uh, put in um, excellent hospitals, build good schools, and so on and so forth. So the they, they disconnect that we have there in that kind of religious mindset where it is no longer religion by superstition, where people are ascribing, where people are passing off to God the things that they can and indeed ought to do for themselves. Okay? Um, and so uh, a lot of young people feel, okay, the Atikus and Tinibus and Argicalos and so on via space have the money. They can give us some of that money. They can hire us. They can buy us motorcycles and cars and so on to campaign for them. Yeah, we're going to take it. And um, even if they're going to then become leaders and wreck the space, Uh, At some point in God's own good time, God is going to fix everything. Okay? So the unwillingness to undertake this this gritty task of reshaping your own life. Okay? And I say that it has to be. uh, Let me. I'll give you one example which I've cited before, right? Um. About three year, four years ago, just before Buhari's re-election, I happened to be in Nigeria, and um, I spoke to the Rotary Club in, uh, in, in VI. This is the Rotary Club of Ikoyi and VI, so the most elite uh, part of Nigeria, a cross-section of them. And so in the course of talking to them, I said, who are you going to support for the uh, presidency? And half of them said, atiku Another half said, Buhari. I said, why? They said, oh, you know, they're the ones who have what it takes. And I said, what does it take? What do they have? Oh, they have the structure. I said, what is structure? Oh, they have the money. I said, how did that money come about? Okay. So the incapacity of our people to do the critical thinking. So I said to them, if you had a business, a personal business, and you've invested most of your uh, resources into this business. And an Atiku or a Buhari came to run the business for you, okay? Present themselves, uh, themselves as candidates to run the business. On the other hand, there is a, a Mogalo or a Durotoye, okay, who presents himself to run it. I said, Would you consider Buhari or Atiku? And they said, No. I said, then, why are you choosing them to run a far more complex, more significant space, organism, the nation itself, okay? I said, why don't you dream big? Then they went back to, oh, but, you know, Durotoya and more, and candidates like that don't have what it takes, the resources. So I said to them, every day I receive useless videos from people like you you know, you see a video of a woman shaking her bottom and you feel that this is so important. We must circulate this video to so many of our friends around the world. I said, why don't you use that same phone to send a text to your friends and you say to them, let us create a viral moment. Let us use our phones to create a viral moment. Tell your friends, vote for Durotoya, okay? Uh, don't make any excuses. Don't tell me he's going to lose. Vote for him even if he will lose. I have decided to vote for him, right? Or vote for Kinsley Morado, even if he's going to lose, right? And then I say to every friend that you send it, the same friends you send useless videos to, tell them to send it to all their contacts that they send videos to. I said, before you know it, you have started creating, you are using technology that is available to you to create this momentum, and I said, even if the candidates you choose don't win, at least they will get two, three million votes, okay? It will serve notice to the Buharis and to the Atikus, to the uh Ojikalos and to the Tinubus, that the more knowledgeable sector of the country is awakening, okay? But I said, you can't keep playing the lottery with wretched choices, and hope that one day uh, a Tinubu is going to come and transform Nigeria into a Dubai, transform Nigeria into a UK. I mean, these are people, uh, when Tinubu and Ojikalo and uh, and, uh, Atiku and so on, uh, run spaces, are part of the leadership of Nigeria, but they will never be caught in a Nigerian hospital for treatment when they are sick. They have to fly abroad. Already, it tells you everything you need to know because there's nothing wrong with the Nigerian space. That there, there, there are some of the best doctors are Nigerians. So if these people were thinking they will turn Nigeria into that space, Where I mean, you don't have Indian leaders coming to New York for treatment. You don't have not Filipinos. No, you don't have Filipino leaders coming to Nigeria. Not that I know. You don't have South African leaders coming to, to the US for treatment. They have set up their systems okay so we have a country where every sector is is and they have is, pride. is wretched
1: and they have pride the um, a leader of a country shouldn't should have pride a leader
0: yeah. of the country should say you know i watched a system minutes uh, video you know this dubai that our people want to run to so some years ago system minutes did a feature on the sheikh who runs dubai mm-hmm. and he said i sat down one day with a group of my friends. And I said to them, I want to make Dubai the best. And the CBS uh, 60 Minutes correspondent said, the best in what? He said, the best in everything. I wanted also to have the best education, the best medical care, the best financial system. And guess what? From dreaming, thinking about it, he then sat, sat down with his team and translated that vision into reality. Today, are people like you know the mediocrities that they are? They like to troop away to Dubai. I'm going to Dubai, and they look important. They're going to Dubai. Did God create Dubai? No, human beings did. And so, when you you have references to Dubai as a as a superior place, meanwhile you have wrecked your own country, you should disqualify yourself. So, I'm begging. Let us beg the tinubus. I know that. Our young people have a role to play, mm-hmm. okay? So we have to educate, which is part of the uh, mission of this podcast, is to just open people's eyes, okay? Mm-hmm. If you are a young person and you are seduced into this lazy acceptance of an article, an orgicalo, mm-hmm. or a Tinbu, and so on, understand that tomorrow you are going to start complaining just like some of you lazily supported Buhari, okay? And then, and some of you did it because, you know, Buhari made all these promises, I'm going to jail, corrupt people. You know, some of us warned that he wasn't going to do that, okay? But we were ignored. I was called names for saying that people should actually forsake both the PDP and the APC. And so there is a different conversation, which is, what are the so-called enlightened political candidates? What are they doing? What are the Kinsley Morgan? Question, about, I
1: mean, it begs the reality. I don't think it's a question. It's just mm-hmm. the reality. Like, the the electorate. Um, I, I I hate doing this, but I'm going to do this. Here. Mm-hmm. You compare the U.S., for instance. Um, mm-hmm. I'd compare comparative. I think every I think every system is different. But you compare the U.S., for instance. Oh, the people. Yeah, but we are being taken for a ride in different ways, corporate interest, all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. However, people know every two years and every four years, you have a chance to go in and register your displeasure. Mm -hmm. Whether the rest of the world doesn't understand it or not, that's fine. Mm -hmm. If you, you have a Trump that gets elected and you're like, Trump is a racist. Okay, some racists voted for him. Yeah, sure but a lot of people were just not happy with the system. Mm-hmm. That was their way of walking in there mm-hmm. and being like, all right, yeah. Yeah. now. At the base of it, um, if we agree that the electoral process in Nigeria is flawed, yes, a lot of times there are no votes, but even though, even at that, you talk to a lot of people, they don't seem to understand their vote. In fact, a lot of people will look you, would look at you like you have some kind of, you're brain dead like, why are you wasting your votes? Mm-hmm. I need to, uh, who is going to win? I'm going yeah. to vote for who is going to win. Yeah. As if, um, as if it's like trying to be part of Manchester United or something. <laughs> you know. Yeah. just I want to know who's going to win. So it it gets back to that, that reality. Like, it seems like um, education has failed the, even though we come out, we, 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 Produce great minds in so many ways and so many things. Mm-hmm. It seems like as a collective, mm-hmm. education has failed and mm-hmm. has always failed the basic listening uh, in Nigeria. Yeah. But we're talking about it like even the basic, the basic tenets of, of of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, after you feed and all that stuff, the next you know important thing in terms of your your relationship with people is communicating. Mm-hmm at the base of it we can't even communicate in fact once you have a disagreement with people, with somebody in Nigeria right, the first thing people want to say is you know who I am yeah. and anybody with a little power wants to go and get maybe the police yes. shot yeah. and it's not even over ninety percent of the time it's not over something serious it's just that you might have slightly different views mm-hmm. or even completely different mm-hmm. but because I have more I feel I have more power yes. I'm going to yeah, let's see. <laughs> let's see. So, mm-hmm. and that's the way, that's an example of how the kind of electorate we're dealing with, like, okay, just like you said, you're absolutely right. From a religious perspe- perspective, it's religion is so convoluted that even what you're saying to people, you have to prefix it by saying, well, I'm a Christian religion in Nigeria is so convoluted, so toxic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. what's going on? You know, I I was even watching the other day by a priest who bans the use of um, Igbo songs in his parish in Lagos. Hmm. You know, it was so interesting. I'm like... Your parish is probably ninety percent evil, so why are you bother about you know? But mm. it just shows you mm. how. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a little yeah. example. No, of I it mean, is what it is. they. they um, I, I think
0: the thing to uh, to understand is is um, that religion, it's in itself, uh, properly practiced, it can actually be a force for good. You know, I know that part of my own personal transformation. Is rooted in my reconversion, return to Catholicism, uh, into which I was born and which I left as a young man. Um, but then, what I find extremely disturbing is this um, this recourse to uh, to magic, you know. So religion becomes a, another way of Believing in magic, you know. So where um, every month people send you, ah, uh, yeah, you know, your your problems will be solved. All your problems will be will magically disappear this month. And every year people send you messages. Oh, this is the month of your breakthrough. Uh, the year of your breakthrough, and so on. And I said, listen, the beginning of a year, the beginning of a new month has nothing to do with anything. Okay, um, if if you work hard. And with a little bit of luck, but mostly hard work, you'll, you'll get by. Okay. Um, uh, it's not a magical process. And once we decouple this, uh, our material existence from our spiritual, uh, uh, development, you know, because religion should properly speaking. Uh, concern itself with the spiritual, okay, with our moral uh, negotiations with our fellow human beings and and with our environment. What's happened is that uh, uh, too many Nigerians have brought religion into uh, their material uh, transactions, okay, Uh, in a bad way, okay, so that uh you see some 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 people who will be told by their pastor that this is the month that God is going to double your, your 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 funds and these are civil servants. So what they start doing then is they demand bribes of those who need their services as civil servants and the money they make they tell themselves that God has blessed them. no God cannot participate in corruption. So if they are electoral of, official officials, they take money from the losing candidate, announce the candidate as a winner, and they tell themselves that the money they received was given to them by God. And they go to some church and they put in 10% and feel that they can bribe God with this loot. You know. So we have to emphasize clearly that God properly understood in any religion, even pagan religions, that God... Does not is not associated with uh, evil, with iniquity, with stealing, with uh, disinheriting people of their of their proper uh, um, assets and so on. Um, but to go back to uh, you know sort of the the the, the so called. Because I want to say, I want to really believe that we are not, that Nigerians will know better uh, than to hand over the uh, leadership of the country by hook or crook to some of these candidates who are being styled the uh, leading candidates. Uh, The leading candidates, if they have demonstrated anything, it is their genius. At failing, okay? At failing at the basic tasks of leadership. So uh, if you ask a Tinubu about his achievements, you know, he'll talk about, you know, roads that he constructed in Lagos and so on and so forth. And I, as I keep telling people, to construct roads is not an achievement, okay? Um, any leader. Who starts talking about I pay salaries? That's my achievement. I construct roads, or in the case of Rocha or Coruja, he said that the uh, statues that he built in Emo State at the Heroes Park, you know, where he put in people who are not really heroes, and where the artwork was utterly displeasing to the senses, you know, just utterly grotesque works of art, you know, and he feels that this is part of his achievement. OK, um, if I bet you that if you go there now, the art is, is, is in such terrible shape, I won't be surprised if people defecate around them <laughs> and so on. You know, so there is nothing of enduring value that Rochas or Korocha can point to when people remember Rochas. It's for, you know, he speaks, he has the swank, uh, swag, sorry, of, of um he, does he? you know on some level on does, it, does he on some level you know for for, for his circumstances that did you, you know see, people people think his, it, his, speech his speech where was declaring right? that yes that you know <laughs> quoting the quran and uh you know talking about uh justice and so on does does this man know would he know what justice is if it, <laughs> if it hit him you know between the eyes no you know, I mean, all he knew was did he do justice to the people of Imo State when he was governor? He empowered, enriched his family, his inner circle. He
1: acquired wealth. To the point wealth. of wanting to um, hand over to his son in law. Yes, 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 yes. You, know.
0: you know, so so this man is, 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 is a reprobate, reprehensible character. Ojuzo Kalu left Abia State uh, as governor, and he was accused of. You know, uh, stealing seven point something billion dollars and billion naira, and I think that that case is still within in the court system uh, on appeal. He was jailed, um, but then you know released. Uh, but I think that EFCC has a um, appealed that judgment. So people like that, and people like Tinubu, who uh, again have had uh, legal problems in this country, in America legal problems in Nigeria, you know, and who was in the uh, 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 Moshuda Biola June 12th movement and suddenly trans- became a man of just staggering wealth. And we ought to ask the question, how was all of that wealth accumulated? How did Atiku manage the privatization uh, process in Nigeria, which Obasanjo, you know, put him in charge of okay. yeah
1: that, that's that's a i think probably we'll get into it in the next episode because it's going to involve literally every major declared uh, i don't when i want to say major i don't call like the durotoyers and um, kinsley Marga, is mm-hmm. major even though Morgal, kinsley mogul is the adp which is a big party in nigeria um i don't call them but every other one of them, every that's something we'll get into how some of them like to brand themselves as um People who didn't steal or misuse funds, or they made their, their money outside. Um, that's a that's a conversation I'm going to cover on the next one. Um, but generally, it's safe to say that for a lot of Nigerians, they have a way of um, I'll call it paperizing, mm-hmm. or you know, dressing up people's wealth. Mm-hmm. Like I, I spoke about before, there was that way of, and now we just get to the point where we just dress it up. Mm-hmm. You know, how does an atiku? Acquire, you know, we dress. Oh, you know, blah 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 blah, um, blah, blah blah blah. All they care about, all we care about, well, all we as a country, citizen, which, uh, you know, doesn't include me as an individual, but we as a country care about if this person has the money to mm-hmm. prosecute an election to to mm-hmm. the fullest uh, distance. So, it's it's a question of. um um, not educate, well, I don't call it, well, uh, the, the, the mindset, mm-hmm. so, yes, the question of the mindset mm-hmm. for the average person in Nigeria and, you know, part of what we're trying to do here is, you know, uh, throw out those questions to, to people wide and far um, uh, to ask themselves that question. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's. I know people will be, like I said, like self-sabotage, it's like, yeah. they don't want a yeah. better, better place. They don't mm-hmm. want um, if if it's it's like say black because maybe maybe because it's black and black. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't want a black person that has ideas to yeah. know. But if it's a yeah. white man, mm-hmm. they probably would be more amenable yeah. to. I yeah, I mean, part of part of the
0: part of what happens, of course, is uh, again they, um, this uh, terrible thing mm-hmm. with ethnicity and religion and statism, you know, where um, uh, in Nigeria, people might say, okay, this candidate um, doesn't have it, has no ideas, is probably going to spend four years or eight years just stealing as much as, uh, as, much as he can, but he belongs to my uh, church to my religion, you know. Literally. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, per- precisely. Literally. Yeah, literally, you know, he goes the to my church. The Islamic yeah. sect. Yeah, He's this, he goes uh, to the sect of uh, Islam, <laughs> um, or belongs to my mosque, or he speaks the same language the sect as I, of he, comes he, from he, my local the, government area. The sect area. of, like, Izala. Yeah. Izala, sorry yeah. I mispronounced yeah. it, so yeah, yeah. all the apologies. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, you know, so... So, unfortunately, um, the education over the years, you know, we started something like the National Youth Service Corps uh, program. And part of it was to broaden uh, the consciousness of Nigerians so that uh, they're not just thinking in tribal terms, right? Um, but such programs have not worked because this ethnic. Um, Ethnic uh, considerations and uh, very narrow parochial considerations continue to be determinative of action in Nigeria, you know, so it's almost like people's behavior can be predicted by, you know, uh, they their they, uh, they racial, uh, I mean, their ethnic and religious and other clannish affiliations, you know. So part of education, we have to really reach uh, younger people, okay. Um, it is not true, uh, which is again, at some point we're going to talk about that. It is not true that there is any ethnic group or any religion that has a, a greater purchase on virtue and on good conduct than, than others. So when Igbo people say to you, um, uh, yeah, Igbos are better than Yoruba or better than Hausa, I say, we must deny it, it's not true, okay? Uh, no, uh, Hausa and Yoruba better than anybody else. There are good people and bad people in every religion, in every ethnic group, in every town, in every state, in every local government. We must state that clearly. And so we must invite our young people to begin to make rational choices. Okay, If you have a choice between your uncle that you know is a demonstrable rogue and a stranger that you don't know but somehow has a reputation for probity, please vote for the stranger because your uncle will steal everything and steal your own future and enslave you to vote. So people need to understand those things, okay, rather than uh, continue to say, uh, you know, uh, who is the able man there? Okay, I'm an able man, so I have to vote for him. Or who is a Yoruba person or who is uh, uh, who goes to Redeemed? Uh, so I, I'm also a member of Redeemed, so I have to vote for, for this candidate, you know. So we, we, need, we need to ask the followers, and that's a point that you, you know, have made over and over in the life of this podcast, that the followers have a responsibility that is even perhaps more important than uh, that of the so-called leaders to make informed choices.
1: Very true. Very about true. their lives. Very true, and uh, you know, with that, uh, I mean, it's um, something we're going to definitely um, get into in the next episode, um, um, in terms of all these things. But yeah, um, on one side, um, it's asking people, do they have any, do they feel anything is bigger than them, and step aside. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side, too, is also to you know, to also ask um, people. Do you feel there's something bigger than you in, in, in a country like Nigeria? I, I get it. Um, yeah. Is there anything salvageable? Mm-hmm. You know, we we talk about it. It's not an indivisible thing, or you know, it's just anything salvageable. Even if you don't believe in the whole country, you believe in your ethnic group. Mm-hmm. Do you want the best for your ethnic group? Uh, it's not enough to. That's like you were saying. People say oh, there's this that, and people are like yeah. You know, we get in trouble by saying all the statements. Yeah, um, these people are like this. Or people who say the Urubas are the most educated. Or, you know, it, it's all these things we say. Um, or the Igbos are the best. Uh, you know, with no... You say stuff like that, obviously, you just get more heat from other people. But overall, it's not even about saying it. It's about looking at it and asking yourself, do you want... Your ethnic group or your sub-ethnic. Most times it's a sub-ethnic group. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel like you're a uh, quiet bomb, mm-hmm. that's a quiet you well? Oka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oka person, Oka mm-hmm. and an aqua- Anambra or you're an um, Anang person from you know. Do you f- do you want the best mm-hmm. for your group or you're a Jukum mm-hmm. from t- from from? Do you want the best from your group? At least while they are in this co- this contraption called Nigeria, who knows where it might go tomorrow? And if you do, don't you feel you owe it as a duty to add to try and look for good good people to support to get into office, not just because it's the time for that zone mm-hmm. or that village mm-hmm. or that town. Who is the person that can go there and have an impact on the lives of people? Um, and there's so many ways, little impacts, like if you're a councillor in your ward, for instance, you could have an impact on um, helping set up maybe an information center where mm-hmm. some more people from your town get educated or get information on how to get scholarships or something and, you know, they, those people now come back and having multiplier effects. So that's a thing that, you know, I think people should, we would have to state to people and ask people to, to do and, and all those kind of things, but um, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I think that it's time to wrap it up.
0: Um, it's been, I've uh, at least had fun um, discussing this this topic today. Uh, the topic inviting um, uh, the likes of Tinubu, Atiku, Ojikalo, Rocha Korocha, and their ilk uh, to please spare Nigeria themselves. That Nigeria cannot afford uh, your are lack of vision, uh, your lack of leadership acumen, uh, cannot afford your self-aggrandizement and your um, uh, idea that leadership is simply uh, a means to burnish your your image and to um, just accumulate uh, wealth uh, obscenely for yourselves and for your uh, uh, small circle of cohorts and so on. Um, so we thank you again, uh, our listeners, for joining us on this podcast, and uh, we look forward to having you join us again uh, in a bit. Thank sure. you. All right.